Hi everyone, welcome to this little weird bit of a weird world podcast. Who are you? I'm Carrie. I'm Who Dean. are you? Oh. I'm Dean. And today actually we have an introduction of a new kind of weird bit, I guess. Oh. This is going to be called the Quick Cryptid Corner, <laughs> which Carrie would spell it with all K's. C's. Just kidding. Say it real fast. Quick cryptid corner. This is That's fast, not I'm fast. Dare say it. Okay. These I want want to bring you some little, you know, some cryptids, which, as you know, are hidden animals from cryptozoology. Hidden. And part, is that yeah, the right word? Hidden is the right word. Yes. Oh, okay. And they are and cryptids. In case you don't know, are animals that are either were thought long extinct and actually ex- maybe exist, like the thylacine or, or something like that, or unknown animals like a Sasquatch, of course, famously, or, or unknown Loch Ness Monster. A.K.A. fake, a.k.a. made I, up. I don't know about that. I think I think next is some that, and we'll actually, so what I want to do is just have little quick hits of uh, a cryptid, just to introduce you <laughs> folks to some of my favorite cryptids. I'm Your a big voice fan, is as you know. going all over the place yeah, it is. so far. Okay, this is going to be fun. I'm doing it intentionally. Okay. So... Today, we are going to start with one of our favorites. You actually know this one. It, it's the name of this cryptid is a contractions of, the, yeah, it's contractions <laughs> of the word Kawa, which means river, and Wapa, I might not be pronouncing that right, which is a variation of the word child. And that, of course, is in the Japanese language, because this is a famous cryptid from Japan. They're also sometimes called, or another translation of the word for this animal, this creature, is water sprite. And there's like 80 other names for this creature, but the one it's most known as is the... Kappa. The Kappa. K-A-P-P-A. I wish we had Jack's little video. Yes. That he did. We made a video with Jack trying to capture a kappa in a, <laughs> a, a creek or something like that, a stream or yeah, something like that. It was for a school project. Because, as you know, kappas are water animals. They are water creatures. Yes, I'm they, well aware. They are. They are. They're humanoid. They look basically like a person, more or less. They're roughly the size of a child, and they live in freshwater all over Japan, ponds, rivers, lakes, things like that. They're said to be not great on land, but they will sometimes come out on land, but they're very at home in the water. They're kind of a, a green-ish kind of a color. They have webbed feet and hands, I guess. Sometimes they're said to be scaly. Sometimes they're said to be kind of slimy. For swimming. For swimming. Course. Yeah, they're good swimmers. And they have famously a couple things. They have a, a, a carapace, a shell, a turtle-like shell on their back. So think kind of humanoid but with, with a turtle shell, and sometimes portrayed <laughs> as kind of a beaked mouth. Not always, though. Sometimes looking more human and sometimes looking more animal. There's tons of illustrations. We'll put some illustrations yeah. onto our social media. There's a million of them. And they're mostly greenish, but they didn't used to be. We'll, we'll hear a little bit more in a, in a bit about kind of the history of them. They also, of course, as I'm sure you know, have three anuses. I'm oh. assuming you knew that. We um, didn't put that part in Jack's... Second no, we video. did not. We did not. They're actually quite <laughs> as obsessed, as we'll also learn here. Really? In a bit. Yeah, they do. And one of the reasons they are said to have these three anuses, or at least an outcome of that, is they can fart much more, you know, three times as much as humans can. And that's necessary because? I don't know. A gassy <laughs> diet. I'm not sure what they eat. Well, actually, they sometimes eat small children. So, oh. 
they're, that, they're that, kinda, that would do it. They're kind of small, like child's like size, but they're very, very strong. They, uh, but they, I mean, they can pull like cows and horses into the water. They wow. To. They sometimes are said to smell like fish, but not always. And their arms are, I guess, connected inside their to- torso. So they can like switch it up, <laughs> like have the arms go all the way to the, on the left side or on the oh. right side or, or something. It's a little bit weird. And of course, they most famously have a concave top of their skull, something like a dish forming the mm-hmm. top of their head that when they do go out on land, they have to keep some of the water from the river where they live in that or if they if spill it or it goes away somehow, they will lose their strength and their you know mythological godlike powers. They think of themselves as you know godlike creatures and woe to the person who doesn't agree with that. <laughs> this That's, is so silly. No, it's not. Yes, it is very silly. In terms of how they interact with people, it, it absolutely runs the gamut. They can be like just sort of mischievous, you know, like they'll look up. Like if a woman goes by the river in, in a kimono, they'll sometimes like, you know, go at the, at the river's edge and look up her kimono. Nice. Apparently a lot of times toilets were positioned over rivers. Really? So they would, yeah, I know. So they would reach up and touch the, the ass <laughs> of the woman and, you know, spanker. I don't know. Oh, but, that's weird. Yeah, it's also fairly gross. And <laughs> But they can also go all the way to awful, and, and they'll pull people and drown them. They sometimes drown swimmers. They're said to particularly like to drown or mess with and sometimes cannibalize. Well, I guess they wouldn't be cannibalized, but eating children. So children, don't go into the river because the kappa might get you. They also have been known to sexually attack women in addition to, um, you know, killing kids and eating them. So not great, but sometimes they have even befriended people, especially if if you do them a solid, they'll be like, they'll sometimes serve you for life or just be your friend for life or even sometimes save you from drowning if you get in trouble in the river. Okay, so so what's a solid that you could Like do a favor, like Like fill up their uh, cap, fill up their, Mm. it's called a Sara, I, I believe. If they do lose the water, you say, let me go get some water from your river, bro, mm-hmm. and I'll fill you back up. Boom. Before You've got you a friend eat for me. life. Here, let me no, put some water. No, they won't eat you. I know. That's the whole point. They were getting ready to eat you until you decided to suggest yes, you probably. fill their kappa with probably. some water. Yeah, that's true. Kappa? Kappa? The kappa. That's the name of them, yeah. No, oh, no. The, the I think it's called the Sara, I oh, believe. Sara. S-A-R-A is their concave little, little head dish. They should have named it the kappa. The kappa on the kappa? Mm-hmm. No, that's just pretty uh, insensitive, Gary. <laughs> Sounds a little ethnocentric to me. So what, is, what do you think their favorite food is? Being Fish. water? Yeah, you would think that, wouldn't you? Yeah. They live in rivers. No, no, cucumbers. <laughs> no idea why. Just they love cucumbers. It's this traditional meal. They also, sometimes, they also said to like the Japanese eggplant. They sometimes like soba, which the buckwheat noodles, which I personally think are delish. They sometimes also like something called natto, which is fermented soybeans, or kabocha, which is a Japanese pumpkin. Oh. Because of the love for cucumbers, it's said in some parts of Japan that if you eat cucumbers before you go swimming, they'll leave you alone. Oh. But in other parts of Japan, Japan it's said if you eat cu- cucumbers before you go swimming, they will drown you. Oh. So It's hard to know. It really is. <laughs> I, I say ask a local before you go swimming in yeah. that Japanese river. 
And in fact, a cucumber-filled sushi roll, which is, I'm sure, disgusting as it sounds, is known as a kapamaki. Nice. Yeah. I would love to order a kapamaki because the name is super cool, but it would be detestable, so I will not. I hate cucumbers, as you know. Well, I enjoy cucumbers, and I enjoy rice, so if there's no raw fish in it, I would enjoy it. Historically, kappas have been, as I mentioned, they've been um, dangerous sometimes. They're said to be big, big fans of sumo, and they're supposed to be great. Some of them are strong, so they're and they're also really good wrestlers. Technique, baby. Sure. So sometimes, if you if they do get you at the, the river's edge, they're going to wrestle your ass in the water. Yeah, you, you don't have a chance. Yeah. And they are also said to one of their other favorite meals is human blood. Oh. Yeah. So again, it's weird how this the legend of them just runs uh, across the spectrum mm-hmm. from save you to kill you and eat you. And so sometimes when they say, when they have drowned people is for the purpose of drinking their blood, they also sometimes might eat your liver because they think that gives them, that gains their power are, are what they are really obsessed with. I mentioned ago, ass obsessed. Well, here's why. In Japanese folklore or, or tradition, there's something called a shirikodama. That's like a, a, a ball or a gem or something like that, that everyone has that contains your soul. It's like the home of your soul inside. And it's located in the human body in the anus. Oh. Kappas love these things. So they are constantly going to try to reach up your anus and take your soul. That's one of the reasons they are said to like, if you're going to the bathroom <laughs> above the river, they'll try to do it. In fact, one of the ways to lure a kappa, if you're trying to capture one or something like that, is to stick your bare ass over the water and like, come on, kappa, here it is, get the good stuff. And then, yeah, I don't know, capture them somehow. This is like a huge red flag. Oh, is it now? Yeah. yeah. Why, why do you say that? Well, no, really no. what they are uh, is I think they've been used as kind of a boogeyman to make well, sure. sure kids don't go swimming where they shouldn't be go swimming and go drown. So they're used. I mean, that's the that's the, yeah. the usefulness of them. But you don't gotta make up a legend that your soul is in your butt and this what? animal's gonna try to get it. I don't think that's kappa specific. I think that's but somehow the yeah. kappa's got attached yeah. to really wanting it's those. It's still problematic in my view. Okay. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Even today, right now, there are still signs up near some rivers and lakes <laughs> saying, don't go swimming, kids. There's a kappa in the river. Sure. That's great. I want to go to there. We'll, I have a picture of one in Japanese. The translation is, danger, do not swim or play around here, with a kappa being depicted under the water and this boy, like, struggling <laughs> in the water. You can battle a kappa, though. If they do catch you or are going to attack you, one of the best ways to thwart that attack is to be super polite and bow deeply because kappas, as you know, are obsessed with politeness. So if you do a deep bow, they will in turn do a deep bow and what's gonna happen? They're gonna spill their water. They're gonna spill their water. And now they are either powerless or you can fill their water dish head thing up again and- um, Make a friend for life. Yeah, or or sometimes almost like a slave for life. Do they? I was going to say speak English. Do they speak Japanese? Yes, they do. I mean, they, they speak. They can speak, yes, okay. they can. So if a person refills that, they've, sometimes they'll serve you for all eternity, or at least be your friend. They also have a weakness in their arms. Remember, their arms can go back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I guess that means they can be easily pulled off of the kappa. So if you pull one of their arms off, they'll be like, come on, man, give me your arm back. And you'll say, what are you going to do for me? And they'll 
cut you a deal or something like that. So you give them their arm back. Okay. Which, which seems fair. They are also have inversion to iron, sesame, and ginger, because why not? Well. I, that seems reasonable. But once you, if you do get a Kappa as a friend, like I said, they're a friend for life. They'll do some things. Well, one of the things they most commonly do is they help farmers irrigate their land because, you know, their nice. water. I yeah. don't know if they run around with a little dish because that seems like a very labor-intensive way yes, to do it. Yes, it does. But they do. <laughs> they also sometimes will bring you fresh fish. Oh, so nice. if you find fish on the doorstep, it's like a cat brings you a dead bird just uh-huh. trying to help you out. Same thing with the Kappa. Sadly, though, when they, they do sometimes assault women, and there are numerous stories of there being a hybrid offspring of this, the offspring, the Kappa-human hybrid, is supposed to be so gross and, and disgusting that they're generally buried at birth. Well, that's yeah, horrific. That's hor- it is. I'm, I'm going to have something even more horrible here in, in a couple of minutes. But there's, and by the way, it's not just, there's very similar creatures throughout. You've heard of a Kelpie in Scotland. Uh-huh. It's kind of Kappa-like. And so there's, there's a Chinese folklore creature called a water ghost or water monkey that does similar things to the Kappa. The Philippines have something called a Siokoi, and that has been known for like kidnapping children at the water's edge. Same thing, almost yeah. certainly to keep kids away from dangerous water so they right. don't get hurt or don't get drowned or what have you. Uh, they serve that purpose in uh-huh. like the Scandinavian version, etc. And they're kind of they're on, they're now though considered kind of a like part of the the yokai, the mythological creatures or the supernatural creatures in Japanese folklore. That's been become very they're kind of yokai are supernatural Japanese creatures that are all over uh, manga and manga manga and anime. I don't know, yeah. Kappa. Like Godzilla, for example. Like that, that but yeah. Those are giant, those are a certain kind of yokai, but there's yeah. lots of those, like the Kappa, again, it's small, but it's, yeah. it's part of that world, that, that folkloric realm, and they're very popular now these days. They've become quite the popular item within that. They've also changed, too. Originally, they apparently, they were more like kind of monkey-like or even otter-like. And in fact, the otter may have, the river otter may have given rise to them. Yeah. And then they kind of, over time, became a little more reptilic or amphibian. And by the 19th century, you started seeing the turtle's shell associated with them. Some, this one historian I read, he thinks it's that it was easy to use a turtle as a kind of a model to draw these things into a human-like shape. So they started giving it a green color, and it wasn't necessarily green before. They put yeah. the, the, the beaked mouth that wasn't quite there before and they they got rid of the hair and gave it some kind of a either scales like a fish or slimy skin like a they think a, you know a, a river turtle but they it really changed them and then what happened is that as time wore on uh, it became cutified yeah. to a certain extent they became a little more friendly because remember they were originally scary things stay away from them don't go swimming and then they became a little more comic and it, by the 1950s they were truly full-on, just cute little creatures that that, and that became beloved in Japanese culture and kind of shed that very scary, dangerous past that they had. Actually, people have sort of theorized what gave rise to the Kappa. I, I, I personally don't think there's really a need for that. Imagination did. Some people have said that, well, maybe they were Again, boogeyman for keeping people away from water. They're just made up. But some people think there's also something, maybe something real there. Like, for instance, aliens. Oh, Lord. <laughs> like they came down and they go through some kind of a, 
like a like a portal, so they will travel back and forth between our and they're water based river aliens, I guess, and and they travel back and forth between our world and their world, and that's why we can't quite get a handle and actually, you know, no one is able to get a, a living creature right. or even a dead one because they are able to travel back. One of the horrific explanations for them, though, is that it wasn't so much to keep the kids away from the water drowning. But it was it was a way to keep the kids away from something horrific that was in the water, or this something horrific in the water may have given rise to cabas, and that something horrific is called leech babies. Leech babies were in, in Japanese culture were either stillborn infants or even sometimes newborns that were born to very very poor families who simply could not afford to feed them, and they were killed, and they were usually dumped in rivers or ponds to get rid of them. So some people think maybe that seeing those gave rise to the kappa, or they would, you know, not have the the boogeyman kappa, so the kids didn't go see the leech babies in the river. Probably not true. Yeah, but just a little horrific thing. I just felt like I had to add to the story. Yeah, I'm going to go with not true. Probably not. The other one, the more the most naturalistic explanation is the giant Japanese salamander. The Japanese giant oh. salamander is freaking huge. It's the third largest salamander in the world. It can grow as large as five feet long. A wow. salamander. I had, I did, honestly, I knew there were some big salamanders. I didn't know they were that big. No, that doesn't even seem possible. I, I know. Amphibians, generally speaking, yeah. historically, even in, in, in dinosaur days, amphibians were, I mean, the amphibians got bigger than that. But they need a ton of oxygen in the river they, they live for yeah. that. So that's these giant salamanders. The, the biggest ones are actually in China. There's a South China salamander and a Chinese salamander that can get almost six feet long. And they live in fairly swift-flowing, super oxygen-rich rivers, typically, because they need a lot to grow that large and they maintain that. But they're, you know, they're huge. And they have very, very strong jaws. And so maybe it's something. And they've never hurt anybody as far as I know. They, yeah. they hunt fish and frogs and things like that. But they are, I mean, you can see those things being kind of scary and kind of, and you know, maybe I don't want my small child near a five foot salamander in the river. So you have this legend of the kappa kind of grows up around them. Hmm. Oregon, just flat out made up by a very imaginative Japanese storyteller many, many, many centuries ago. Yeah. I choose to believe that. But that is our first quick cryptid corner about the Japanese kappa. Nice. I hope you enjoyed that. I did. We'll sprinkle these in every once in a while. If you have any requests for your favorite cryptid, send it on in. <laughs> a request for your favorite Shut up. Cryptid. I said it right. Did I not say it right? Oh, you're a monster. <laughs> you're terrible. You're mean. Uh, Bean loves cryptids. If you have any requests for Carrie to be nicer, that would be great. I'd love to hear that. Please email Carrie and tell her to stop being such a Nobody's going to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well uh, thank you for listening. Join us next time where we'll have a full episode stolen from today's headlines. Until then, oh. we'll see you. Thanks for listening.